Are you ready for something more, better, or different? Have you been looking for more success in your life? Here is your opportunity. Dr. Young's show, Transformation for Success, will help you discover a future for change with possibility thinking, new vision, and creative solutions to impact a more fulfilling lifestyle. Dr. Barbara is an accomplished leader and change guru who is passionate about helping others to gain the triumphs and successes that lie ahead. She brings you up close and personal with interviews from successful experts, corporate leaders, sports figures, entertainment personalities, coaches, thought leaders, and authors who dared to dream, take risks, and gain success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, hello. It's Transformational Tuesday, and this is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. I'm going to give a big shout out to all my national, local, and world listeners. Boy, do we have an amazing show for you today with two noted African-American female authors who are going to share their incredible stories about who they are, when they started writing, and their journeys as new authors in this current climate and environment, and how some writers are openly addressing their social justice goals. You know, for my listeners out there, though many strides have been made in the world of publishing, many writers of color, particularly women, are yet to be fully appreciated by the literary community at large. So we have a lot of important work to do, and I think supporting them is vital to the arts world and culture at large. So today, I'm pleased to have two guests on my show today, where we're going to have a little table talk about women, in particular, African-American women authors. So I want you to stay tuned to hear my guest, Miss Florence LaRue and Miss Nicole Vick, who are in my table talk today, and they're going to share why this journey for them and some of the influences that inspired them to write their books and Moreover, the success principles they learned as African-American female writers in today's climate and environment. So we're broadcasting live, and you can listen to us on the Empowerment, Business, and Influences channels. We're also syndicated on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And you can now access the show on your smart home devices. And I invite you listeners out there, if you have any questions, you can call 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. Now, to my guest today, the intelligent, beautiful, talented, and gorgeous Florence LaRue, who is the original member of the legendary Fifth Dimension, and who has an extensive bio that's too long for me to share all of the work she's done, and more recently, writing her soon-to-be-published book, Grace in Your Second Act. And my second guest, Miss Nicole Vick who spent the last 15 years providing tools and strategies to stakeholders, community-based organizations, students, and residents to improve health and prevent disease in underserved communities. Now, her newly published book, Pushing Through, shares her heartbreaking pain and the extraordinary triumph that led her to advocacy and social justice work. Actually, one reader has remarked that her story is a poignant portrait of the often treacherous intersection of the systemic and the personal. So, welcome, Miss LaRue and Miss Vic, 
to the Transformation for Success show. I'm so glad we finally connected. Hello, hello. Yes, it's my pleasure. My pleasure to be on this show. So happy to be here. Well, I'm going to start. Florence, you know, you've been in the limelight for so many years, and people remember you of this beautiful stage actress and member of the Fifth (laughs) Dimensions. And I always admired you. And it was like amazing when I had the chance to meet you. And I go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm meeting a fifth, a member of the fifth dimensions and action the leader. I was like. <laughs> and so it's a delight to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Barber. But, you know, Dr. Barber, often, uh, most of the time, people get, get mixed up who I am and what I do with what I do. What I right. do is a member of the fifth dimension. It's been over 50 years. And, wow. <laughs> uh, I'm the only, only original member still in the group. We're still performing all over the world. But who I am is a woman who loves God. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother, a grandmother, and a great-grandmother. That's who I am. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, and surely... You have gone through many passages, I would say, many passages of life, and it's just so, I'm so honored to have you on the show and to share a little bit of what inspired you since you've had so many things, and you do, and I know you as a woman who loves God, what inspired you to take this new direction in your life to put the title of author behind your name? Actually, I never had thought of writing. I've always enjoyed writing. However, Mm -hmm. people constantly would come up to me, especially women, and say, what do you do to look the way you look and to have the energy that you have on stage? I am proud to say that God has allowed me to live to be 78 years old and to be relatively healthy and to have the energy uh, to continue to perform. And so... It was suggested to me that I write a book, and I thought, oh, why should I write a book? There's so many beauty books out there. But then the Lord put it on my heart to write a book about uh, beauty, PMS, physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. and spiritually. As a matter of fact, I originally called the book, Let Your Light Shine, PMS, but, well, (laughs) people thought PMS was a a little negative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, so, so I, I had to laugh on that one, honestly, because, yeah, I think right. that you like shine PMS. No, I like the new title <laughs> of your book. So I changed it to Great Grace in Your Second Act. I love and it. it. I, I love the it. subtitle, Aging Gracefully. And and actually, uh, I've seen you, and I and many listeners across the globe have not seen her, but she's 78 years young, and we don't say, oh, she's 78 years young, I tell you. Um, uh, one of the things, um, Nicole, I know I have you on a little table talk. Are you a little bit in awe of, of, of knowing Florence? Uh, <laughs> she was using, she was yes. in the group, and I know you probably heard of her or saw her you're too young probably to have seen her on television but she was (laughs) she was just a fascinating woman I tell you so share a little bit about your journey and why was it important for you to write your book are you talking to me Nicole yes 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 yes, oh okay this is table talk I'm still in awe I'm still, I'm still in shock about who I'm on the phone with right now, right? So thank you both. Um, I'm so honored to be here. And my book was really inspired by the work that I do and my lived experience. So I'm a public health professional and um, an educator. 
And there have been a number of occurrences over the last few years that have really prompted me to stop and say, I need to write this down. Um, and I think the most important thing that happened to me is I had a, a land, you know, a landmark birthday. I turned 40. Um, and so I was like, 40 is a good place to stop. Oh, you and think dumpster. Back about a how mere, a mere child. Let's get a mere on child. Her. She's, <laughs> She's 40 years. Oh, my. Oh, you're oh. getting so old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, y'all going to get on me for that one. But it's true. Um, and I thought it was a good place to stop and reflect back on how I got to where I was. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was I actually had a meeting at work that impacted me in a way. And it really made me think about why I am a social justice and public health advocate. You know, it's hard to sit in a, tr- in a training about racial justice. And hear things like black people fare worse in every single system in society. You know, we know the data around criminal justice and education. And I really took that personally because I realized that this is not an abstract concept. You're talking about people that look like me. You're talking about my family. And so it made me really stop and think, I need to get this out. I need to get my lived experience on to paper. You know, Nicole, um, uh, I'm really honored to be on with you because I like to hang around with the younger people because although my book is called Grace in Your Second Act, uh, young people have to prepare for their second act. And I think mm-hmm. it's so wonderful that you have stopped and you're taking time to write this down so that the young people can um, prepare so that when they come into their second act, that they will be prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited. I want to read your book. Um, for sure, because, you know, the reality is that, you know, time is going to pass and how how we choose to live our lives. Um, we need that information. We need to be able to gain that wisdom and, and, and uh, knowledge that you all have. Um, Dr. Barbara, you and all the other people. I had a supervisor that was in her 60s and 70s and they were running marathons. And I was looking at I had never seen black women do that. And so I think it's so important for us to share. Yeah. You're right. I started doing marathons in my 60s, and I've done over six marathons, uh, half marathons, actually. But as as I said, you know, um, Nicole, I believe young people need to respect the wisdom of the older people, and the elders need to respect the young people and learn this new... uh, internet and all the new ways of com- communication. So mm-hmm. we need to just come together and respect each other and learn from each other. Absolutely. We have a lot to learn from each other. Exactly. Well, one of the things I know that pushing through, what does that mean? Um, and what did you want readers to really know? Because you had a lot of challenges. And so share just a little bit because of that heartbreaking pain and ex- extraordinarily how you triumphed and got through this. Pushing through, you know, and I imagine that, you know, that because many of us, including uh, including my, my good friend Florence, we've had to push through. I'm in that older group as well. And so tell us what did pushing through mean to you and from some of your experiences what do you want the readers to learn about you well pushing through for me really means that there are going to be times in life where things are going to happen that Mm -hmm. will seem unbearable unsurmountable that you're not going to like oh I can't make it but that we 
especially black women, I will say, uh-huh. have this amazing gift and talent to be able to continue on and move through those barriers that are placed in front of us. And my story really is about a number of things, but I'll talk about the teen pregnancy. Uh I was 17, 18 years old at University of Southern California, felt lost. That school is a predominantly white institution. I'm a black girl from South Central Los Angeles, made it to that school, but I'm pregnant. And Uh I don't know, don't feel like I belong and I got uh-huh. other things to worry about, right? I got to figure out, uh-huh. okay, this baby's coming, and I got to take care of this child. <laughs> uh-huh. So pushing uh-huh. through was, and I just had a conversation with somebody a second ago before we got on this on this call, where I said, you know, being young and dumb saved my life in that moment because if I had thought and overthought what was really happening about being pregnant and trying to figure out how to manage my life and take care of her, I probably would have dropped out of school. But I was dumb enough in a good way, to think I can do this, and I did it. Because if I had overthought that, I would have took a leave of absence, dropped out, did some other things. But I literally had that child on a Wednesday. When they let me out the hospital on Friday. I went to church Easter Sunday. I went to school that next on Monday. And she was born eight weeks early and was 3 pounds, 11 ounces. Nicole, I like to say, don't use the word dumb. You were not... You were not dumb enough. You were naive <laughs> enough, you know, because there it's a big go. difference. You were, wise, mm-hmm. you were wise beyond beyond your age, your years. Yes, yes. And and God was yes. with you. I noticed you said you went to church. You had God mm-hmm. on your side. That's one of the most important yes. things that we need. I also have a degree. My bachelor's in education, so I know the importance of of getting an education. Before I got with the group, I graduated with a degree in elementary education. So you, you, weren't, you were not dumb at all. You were just naive, and, and God knew that you were, and he was right there beside you all the way. Yes, yeah. And I definitely had my family, my mom. She said, go, just go to school. I'll watch her go to class. So I also, mm-hmm. you know, talk about the importance mm-hmm. of that family structure and how family and friends can lift you up in those moments when you're not sure what's going to happen. So that's really what pushing through is, right? You know, you're, you, you face a barrier or what you think can be a barrier, and how do you get through and around that? And that's one really strong example in my book about um, my journey. And I thank you for sharing that, too. And thank you, Florence, for clarifying she was not dumb. She was naive. And I like that. So you'll never Mm -hmm. use that word again, that you were young and dumb. I was young and naive. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds better, too. (laughs) Young and naive. You may have to go and change that book if you've got that word in there. (laughs) I'm just just teasing. But really, (laughs) there there are so many experiences that uh, many, many women... Uh, have have experienced and do not have the courage to write their books and to share, to let people know that you can push through. So we're going to be taking a quick break, break and we're going to be right back. Listeners, so stay tuned. We've got more Table Talks with my Black women writers today. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis, 
is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore who we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my table talks today with Miss Florence LaRue and Miss Nicole Vick, who have written two tremendous books that are going to be really one's coming out in about a couple of months and one is already out. Uh, Miss Vick's book, Pishing Through. So we're talking today about authors and briefly the struggles they've had and what inspired them to take this direction to become authors. So I'm going to pose a question to both of you. As published authors, and Florence, you're almost published. You've got that book just about, that book is done. (laughs) What would you say about the importance of literary publications in reference to social justice advocacy and community healing? Because both of you have books that certainly can fit in to both categories. So what are your thoughts about the importance of it? It's very important that we put these things down on on paper Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. people can be inspired and so that people can know that they are not by themselves. Many times people have problems. For instance, as Nicole was mentioning, she was pregnant as a teenager. There are so many uh, uh, young ladies who are, but Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. they feel hopeless. And by reading uh, Nicole's book and seeing how she has pushed through, they say, oh, there's hope for me. So we really need to put this down on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, our stories are valuable and are worth sharing, first of all. I think there is not enough um, books about the African-American experience. And mm-hmm. as you said, you know, we do need to provide this information and be transparent as much as, as is comfortable so that other women um, and men and whoever actually finds, the, you know, the stories compelling can realize, wait a minute, there is a story or a perspective here that I haven't heard. And I, I think I, what I want to say, too, is that 
telling our stories also helps with some of the problems that we're seeing today where people, mm-hmm. you know, we see so much um, dissension and, and disagreement, right, across our country mm-hmm. right now. People are like, no, we don't agree with you mm-hmm. and we want this to happen this way. When we learn about each other's lived experiences, we can humanize each other. Wow, that happened to that person? I, I didn't know that. Now I can understand. And so I think sharing these stories helps everyone out in the long run because we get to really see each other for who we are at our most basic level um, and can share that story. And so I've, I've been talking to, for example, some graduate students that mm-hmm. really appreciated being able to say, dang, I'm sitting here in class taking these, you know, courses. I, not really sure what I'm doing here, but reading your story helped me to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and gave me some perspective as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I hope that people can see where I came from and, oh, okay, now I understand that there is hope for me. LaRue, anything you'd like to say? Uh, she, I think she said it all in a nutshell. I totally agree. <laughs> okay. As a matter of fact, that. Uh, um, I don't know if you've read Michelle Obama's book. I thought that was just, first of all, it was very well Uh written and very, Uh uh, very encouraging. And we need more of these type of books. And not just by uh, women um, in in the public eye. We need also from women who are still struggling and still continuing their struggle uh, so, so that young women will know that, oh, well, yeah, she's married to the president, so she can do that. No, the average woman can also uh, read these type of books and be encouraged to follow their dreams. Yep. And I think it's so important um, because one of the things that we're learning is that, and I'm trusting uh, out of all of us that we've talked about this pandemic and what it's doing and it's causing us to have what I call an emerging cocoon, a cocoon, where out of this can come more people who are writing about moral arguments about understanding each other's fundamental humanity. And I think, Nicole, that's what you were saying. And so not just only black female authors, but black male authors as well, to be more open about writing down and, and, you know, their arguments and how through learning each other's stories. And, you know, we have a heritage, African-Americans do, because what happened well, in with the tribes, they pass their stories on what? By sharing and telling the next generation their stories. They were passed down from one generation to another. And I think that's something that has not happened in the African-American community. And sharing, pushing through, uh, how to grage, uh, age gracefully. And there are other understandings that we can go through this life with pain and purpose, but ultimately, there is a way that we can share that. So I am thankful for you guys to be here today to just talk about it. What would you say yeah. um, that that you learned about you? Because with I'm an author as well. And when I wrote a book, I found I learned a lot about myself. So I'm going to ask <laughs> both of you, <laughs> what did you <laughs> learn about you? Because a lot of this stuff reveals a lot about who you are. What did you learn? Oh, yeah. I, I, I learned a lot about me. Some of it I didn't necessarily want to know. <laughs> I must have, but first of all, I, I was, had been writing this book for over five years because I was very excited and I started writing it 
Then I put it down. Then, of course, I got busy traveling and performing, and I had all kinds of excuses, and I procrastinated. And uh, But it, it was really a, a learning experience. I, I learned that um, I'm finally ready to take, uh, um, take a, a, a chance, you know, because before I was always very careful, but, but now I'm ready to step out there. I, also, I learned that I really enjoy teaching. Of course, my, my credential is in teaching, but I enjoy anything that involves teaching, whether it's writing or, or speaking. Mm-hmm. I also learned that I'm very impatient. You know, I want it to happen now. I want to write it today and have it published tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and, but what, another thing that I that was um, solidified was that number one, trust God, and then trust myself, trust my instincts. I didn't think I could do it. You know, oh, I'm not a writer. I'm a, a performer. You have to trust God. Go to Him, and then follow your instincts and follow your dreams. Yeah, that's very, for sure. That's the so Nicole, the funny thing, the funny thing about it, I already knew. I already knew I was impatient, so <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a number one. Uh, I knew that already, um, but I will say I learned that my family history is really important to me, and I think I always knew that. But having to write that down, it really pulled some of that out of me about how really significant their history was to me directly and to my life and my children, you know, and everybody else that comes after me. So I just really had this really big epiphany and moment about, wow, my great-grandparents, my great-grandmother, for example, born in 1898 in Tennessee, and her mother's name is Molly Timberlake. And, you know, there's a famous uh, singer with the same last name, so I'm pretty sure I'm probably a distant cousin of uh, Justin Timberlake, and I found that out by looking through. <laughs> I'm going to try to re- give him a phone call and see if he'll take my call. Um, but just thinking about how they got from Tennessee to Los Angeles in the 1930s, and they were business. My great-grandmother was a business person, my great-grandfather a businessman. How they pushed through. So how that pushing through just kind of happens from generation to generation and, and how what they did and the decisions that they made back then had some, in, in some sense, all came together to, to, to make where I am today happen. And I, I really spent a lot of time sitting with that information. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned that, you know, building a legacy is really, really important. Um, and I see how their legacy helped me. So now it's like, how can I build my legacy to help my own daughter? And I think that's one of the biggest things I, I really got out of mm-hmm. writing this mm-hmm. and, and what I learned about myself. One of the I things that's intriguing. Nicole, another thing that I learned that I think, <laughs> that I think Nicole probably mm-hmm. uh, learned also is the importance of being authentic, being real. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. you write, when you start writing, it's a little impossible to avoid what's blatantly there and glaring at you. <laughs> so it yeah. forces you to become authentic. <clears throat> Would well, you some say some people try to skip around it and and try to be what they think their uh, the public thinks that they are? You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. they don't want to admit yeah. that they have faults. You know, they just like anyone else. So it's important to be authentic and and also to. To focus, I learned to focus on one thing at a time. I was so busy with so many things. That's why it took me so many years to to complete the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
very well, true. Well, it certainly yeah, takes focus to write a book. I, I, I can yeah. I can attest that since I'm an author as well, so I can relate <clears throat> about the book writing <clears throat> and what it what it takes. What um, yeah. the question I have for, for did you have something to say, Nicole? I don't want to block you from saying something you. No, you no, that's say? fine. I'm I'm just listening and, and <laughs> getting excited. Go ahead. Well, well, the thing that I'm excited about, I have. Ooh, I've got a lot more questions. One is how. Did you find, both of you, an appropriate title for your book? I mean, how did, did it come to you? You know, I mean, how, how did you find an appropriate title? And I'll start with you, Florence. You, you had a title well, first I, and you kind of went to, you know, not PMS, but right. how did you just really feel that, that, <laughs> that resonated, you know? Uh, well, I, you know, my sec- favorite verse is, is uh, let your light so shine, you know, uh-huh. from the Bible. And so that's why I chose that title. And then I said, well, not only do you want your light to shine, you want it to shine physically, mentally, and spiritually. So that's how I came up with the Let Your Light Shine, so PMS. But when they decided that was a little <laughs> negative, I thought mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, to uh, refer back to my career. And I said, wait, I'm in my second act. And God has given me so much grace with health, with, with so many different things. Let's call it grace in your second act. I love it. I love yeah, it. That's so beautiful. Really great but then title. I also had to, I also had to be prudent and and how I give out knowledge. You know, the Bible says, "Don't stray from the words of knowledge. Share your knowledge with restraint, and do not let it become mm. a source of pride." So I had to be very mm. careful in writing my book that I didn't. It, it, it just wasn't. Well, I think you should do this because you know when I was a young girl, I had to wear um, white gloves and hats to church and we had our Sunday clothes people don't do that today so I had to make sure not to offend anyone by because the Bible says come as you are so I also learned how to to share knowledge with restraint and to put aside my pride Mm. I think that's a good point uh, for the readers because uh, when you come from a different I would say era uh, as Mm -hmm. both you and I have um, Florence and to be transparent it's 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 uh wisdom to realize everybody didn't come from the background that we came from and the era because we came from a different era as opposed to people right. today and to put our values on them is is not the fair way to do it so i'm, I'm glad you were cognizant of that see uh mm-hmm. the 40 year old here sitting here around the table <laughs> <laughs> You, you you've got to be aware of that. <laughs> so, so our, music was, our music was different. I, I, in church, yeah, there are so many things were so different. But you know, I like to hang around with young people so I can learn, so I can continue to grow. Because otherwise, yeah. I'm stagnant and I'm not, you know, pro- progressing. And I and I yeah, think that's wonderful. So, Miss Bick, uh, yes. what have how did you pick your title? Uh, did it just come to you? Uh, you know, pushing through sounds very simple, but I don't know it was simple in picking it as a title because that's always a, a that's always a challenge. It was a challenge. And listen, the, the entire title, and you, you'll get a kick out of this, Florence, is <laughs> pushing through, finding the light in every lesson. That is the entire title of my book. Oh. So that light. And you, and in there. you know, I have a picture. It's called pushing through. I, I have, you know, a picture I have of you having your child and pushing through, 
and the yeah, baby coming through the canal. Yeah, I had that yeah. too. I, yeah. For some reason, I, I had that picture come to mind when she said I was pushing through. Uh-huh. I had a baby on Friday and I'm in school on Monday. You know, I was like, okay, <laughs> we pushed through. That's a wonderful title. Yes, sure did. And I didn't. That title actually was hard. Um, I had a different title. I was stuck on calling it "Made in South LA" in my oh, book coach. No, no. Eh. She said that no, doesn't resonate. She said I'm not. <laughs> Right. She said, I'm not hearing that. I'm not, that, that doesn't sound like that's, Made in South L.A. is not the title. So I was like, well, I right. don't know. And, and what I had to do, so my book coach, her name is Kim O'Hara, fabulous woman. Before I started working with her to help me, you know, get this book out, she had a questionnaire for me where she was asking, why do I want to write a book? What key moments in my life are important? And all sorts of things. And I was mm-hmm. looking back through that document, and I had written, and I said, one of the things I'm most proud of is my ability to push through. And I said, mm. that is the title. But I knew I needed a subtitle. And so mm-hmm. my publisher, right. we were sitting together, and she was trying to figure it out. And she's like, well, what? I don't know. And she said, finding the light in every lesson. And I literally, I was at work. I rolled back in my chair, and I said, that's it. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> And and I'm hoping I'm really trusting my listeners out there from all over the world that you're hearing that even though we're going through this pandemic, uh, it seems like there there's not an end to this, but it's finding the light in every lesson. And I changed it to every situation because right now we're all pushing through. And so I just wanted to share that. For those of you listeners out there who are listening to us to have our table talks, but it is so interesting to hear the discussion and some of the ideas and that are emanating today from this discussion. So thank you guys for sharing. You know, Dr. I have Barbara, a question. Yes. Right. I think this is a great time for both of these books to come out because people, are, you know, they're inside. They can't go out. They have a lot of time on their hands. So here are two good yes. books that they can read and learn from and, and profit from. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I could, not, <laughs> I could not more agree because that was one of the things that one of my questions that I'm going to ask you, but it looks like we're going to have to take a break in a few minutes, and I don't want to really um, ask the question without having you guys get an answer, but it was what do you, you know, one of the things is during this pandemic and what we're going through, not just in the United States, but all over the world, how do you feel that it will impact the future as it relates to authors and book reading? And what do you think are some of the answers? So we're going to come back after our break and we're going to share some of your thoughts of how this impact will affect the future as it relates to authors and book reading. So listeners, stay tuned. Because we're going to be right back with my guests today, Florence LaRue and Ms. Nicole Vick on Table Talks with Dr. B. Hang in there. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. 
please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Says, Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear, just be you, a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, thank you for tuning in today with my guests, Ms. Florence LaRue and Ms. Nicole Vick, who are both authors, and we are having a great table chat today. This is Table Talks with Dr. B. The question that I had for both of them before we went on break is some of their thoughts on the impact of this global pandemic we're all experiencing and what will it affect or how will it affect the future as it relates to authors who are writing books and book reading? So, well, you know, doctor, Uh it's been proven that actually the sale of books has gone up. Now, Mm -hmm. many people uh, don't want to read or, you know, either because they don't want to take the time or don't want to buy Mm -hmm. the books. And a lot of bookstores have closed, so there'll be audio books and um, Mm -hmm. informative and instructional books on how to use the Internet, the classics, uh, literature, children's uh, academic workbooks, because... Uh, parents are home and teaching school, I'm sorry, homeschooling their children. Mm-hmm. But in the mm-hmm. time of crisis, books can really be the perfect means for education and escape. You know, uh, the novels and instructional books. I think that's an, I, an excellent, yeah. I had thought of that as well. Nicole? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. There will be um, lots more people looking to read and learn. Um, and I also think that there will be more writing being done. I think we were, are going to start to see more stories um, about this particular experience. So as I mentioned earlier, I teach public health at Occidental College. And, um, you know, one of the things I was able to do last semester was explain to them that everything I'm teaching you right now, you're actually living. This is your living history. This is a global pandemic that we have not seen mm-hmm. at this scale. Um, and so I think we're going to start to see more think pieces more writing of people's experiences during this pandemic. Um, I also hope to see, and I'm starting to see more creative stories, especially from black authors. So a lot of our books tend Mm -hmm. to be about our struggle, which is important, 
We do need mm-hmm. to tell those stories, but I'm also starting to see more fantasy, more science fiction, more things like that. Like, what is what yes. would the ideal black experience be? And, and so I think those are the other things that we're going to start to see as well. And also and children's books. It'll help to uh, unite the world because the world, other countries can see how we think and what's happening here and vice versa. Right. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited about the prospects of of this. For me, you know, people have said, Dr. B, uh, you know, I said, no, I see this this pandemic as an opportunity for people to emerge uh, in all kinds of new venues. And so I'm just excited about that. I really am. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad to have your your take on it because yes, it's exciting and it means that people can actually um, make write more. And I love it, creative stories, science fiction. Wow, children's books. Wow. So, what's your next book? <laughs> I'm just getting excited. What's your next book going to be? Do you think, Miss Vic? What's your next book? You got one going, I know. <laughs> and I haven't Lawrence, started. You have I one haven't. Too. I haven't started it yet, but I honestly think I do want to dig back. Um, I, I mentioned my great grandmother's name is Molly Timberlake. I want to know how far back I can go um, and figure out sort of that trajectory from 1898 or before um, to now. Like how how did how did my family's history how did it play out? Um, even on my dad's side, my dad's my my name is Vic. And you know, there's a famous football player with that same last name. It's not a lot of black people named Vic. In uh, around these parts, and are we related? So um, I, I need to know these things. <laughs> I can see a football player, and you come up and say, "I'm your long lost half sister." That's right. That's right. <laughs> One never I knows. Need some money. I to have a little funny out of that. <laughs> One of the things, uh, Florence, do you have see a, a future book for you? Oh yes, I do. I, I even have a title for it. Uh, it will okay. be my. Um, performance with the fifth dimension. However, I've also become interested in writing children's books. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. thought I brought that up for a reason, children's books, because I think See? that's going to, you know, and even if we could write something, um, I don't know, something about this pandemic that explains it to the children, that they have a right. better understanding of what, what this is all about. And when they're nine or ten, and we're out of this, of course, that they can reflect of what their experiences were. Because I think it's going to be really, might be, you know, I had an idea of maybe interviewing children to see what they think. What are their thoughts? Um, there's a five-year-old. They think about wearing a mask and things like that. Yeah, I think it would be yeah, interesting you know, they... to get their take on it. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. These kids are so smart. And they're coming out with such ideas, and every day you'll see, or even on uh, video, you'll see uh, iTunes or video. These young kids, it's amazing, uh, some of them and what they're doing. There was a young woman today, a little girl today, that was seven, six or seven years old on Good Morning America, mm-hmm. talking to mm-hmm. guys. You need to have manners. You need to have manners. Because <laughs> <laughs> a little boy had, I guess, tried to bully her, and she just gave him, I will not take that. You need to have manners. So these young people are really uh, thriving and growing. I think we need to capture that. I really do. I have a question um, for both of you um, before we have to depart. Oh, my God, we've almost got a few minutes. What one success principle out of your book that you would like to impart to the listeners? 
quickly because I got a few minutes. Nicole, go oh, first. Well, first of all, I, I, I want to say, you know, my, my spirituality is the most important thing to me, and we're always encouraging others. Also, you have to, as the song says, encourage yourself. Love it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I go by this old saying, nothing beats a failure but a try. That in anything that comes across your way, you got to try. And if you don't, you won't, you won't ever know. And the other thing I'll say real quick, start where you are. There are many opportunities to be a leader and to create community where you stand. You don't have to be uh, Obama. You don't have to be Michelle Obama. You don't have to be Oprah. You can, in your own neighborhood, right, using the talents that you have, create community where you are. I love it. And also, I love sure it. Get, be sure to get help from others, experts, in fields where you yes. are not experienced. Maybe you're good as, uh, as far as the writing, but you need experienced people as far as the marketing and other areas of selling your book. Exactly. Well, I love it. I love it. And I want to thank the both of you for being on the show today. This is great. And I know, listeners, you've benefited from both of these authors sharing their stories as African-American female writers in today's climate and environment through perseverance and as Nicole Vick coined the term, she pushed through, shared how the power mm. of a black woman could live through and ultimately serve through pain with purpose. And Miss LaRue, who has had a lifetime journey of success and some challenges and setbacks, but she shares how she's a woman of God and how one can live life and how you can live your life aging gracefully with mental, spiritual, and physical health in your second act. So listeners, I want to thank you, my guest today, and listeners, I want to encourage you wherever you are, whatever you're going through, there is hope. And rest assured, together we will get through and we all can make a difference in this world. So ladies, I thank you so much to take time thank from your you. busy schedule to share with my listeners today. And for all of you Writers out there, African-American, whatever nationalities, remember, it's important to get to the page and tell your stories. Because if you do not write them, who will? This is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next Tuesday, where I have another special guest for you on the show. In the meantime, be blessed, be safe, and have a great week. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 12 noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for replays of the show weekly on the Voice America Business Channel and the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until our next show, have an outstanding week.